It's not safe Before you cross me, look both ways Leaving the scene with no trace None in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, safe. it's not safe Before you cross me, look both ways Leaving the scene with no trace None in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, state to state What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today. Springtime is here. More importantly, WrestleMania is here. It's a big time of the year for us wrestling fans, and I got a good one today. Straight Talk Wrestling is due for a tune-up, and there's nobody better than Amber Nova. Welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you so much for that introduction. Ready to tune up Straight Talk Wrestling. Got my grease rag here in the garage. Coming to you right here from the garage with the Nova. Oh, the only only thing I forgot was to wear my Nova Mania shirt. Nova Mania. Boom. That's right. That's right. But I do like that shirt. That is a kick-ass shirt you got on right now. So perfect. Thank you. And that's available at ProWrestlingTees.com, right? Yes, it is. You guys can get my shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Amber Nova. Perfect. So Amber, I mean, you have had a really impressive career since you uh, debuted in 2016. You've been in the business for going on. It'll be actually it is your five year anniversary. So happy five years. That's incredible. Thank you. So um, we all know the history. You're a daughter of a mechanic and you wanted to destroy the stigma of women and muscle cars. And I think you have done that. Um, your character. Thank you. And I love everything about it, but I, I got to ask, there's so many muscle cars and I know the Nova is a personal favorite, but if you didn't have the Nova in your life, what's the next go-to for you? Um, wow. So my dad restored, you know, American muscle cars his whole life. He had a 69 SS Nova. Um, and you know, Amber Chevelle just doesn't sound so catchy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really like Chevelle's. My dad's currently restoring a 69 SS Chevelle, bright blue. I guess that I really love Dodge Challengers. I mean, I know it's kind of crazy. I'm going away from the Chevy, even though I love, I'm a Chevy girl. I love Dodge Challengers. I love what they did with the new style of the Charger and Challenger, where it's still 70s American muscle style, but it was in modern when they brought it back with a more modern look. So, uh, yeah. All right. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm not a big car guy, but I do have one dream car and I'm going to do it when I hit my midlife crisis. It's a 1960 <laughs> Shelby GT 500. That is my. Oh, of course. Of course. A Mustang. Of course. Of course. Well, and also Gone in 60 Seconds is like one of my favorite movies and they destroyed that car. That is, a, in that, movie, but... that is a damn good movie. It, it is. is. It is. Nicholas. It's the only movie Nicholas Cage I can tolerate is acting. A lot of other movies, uh, can, but uh, that one I can't. <laughs> ouch, burn. Sorry, I'm not a big cage guy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, um, no, it's fine. So I know that you had some great time with Impact, and you also had some great time with NXT. And I know that Gail Kim was your agent, and you've stated on record that she was fantastic. They kept bringing you back. And what I loved about your time in Impact is that you pretty much were the opponent of a lot of debuts. Tyler yes. Curry, Sue Young. And you were the opponent for both. And you also, when you debuted, you were against Allie. And that was kind of the first taste we had really seen of Allie in the ring as well. So you kind of were brought back to, I guess, usher in the new faces of the knockout division. How does that feel from you, knowing that you kind of helped usher in these characters, but now seeing the division where it stands now? We're talking three years ago, but now it's, it's night and day to where the division is. It's one of the best in wrestling, in my opinion. I absolutely agree. Uh, I would be happy and I'd welcome the opportunity to go work at Impact again. Currently, I'm working with SWE um, Fury TV out in Texas, and we got Jazz, who works with Impact, who's overlooking the women's division. So I'm sure that there'll be opportunities for me out there. Um, and I'm open-minded to everything. But yes, like you said, ushering these women in, I, you're right. I did a lot of matches with some debuts, and the reason they kept bringing me back was because I could obviously hang in the ring with these girls. And that was my first TV experience. So I was just getting my first, you know, my first experiences in my first year or two in against these girls that had been wrestling, you know, almost 10 years. So it's pretty great. 
Absolutely. And uh, the matches were, I mean, obviously, unfortunately, they were all losing efforts, but stories were told. And they were short matches. I mean, 2018 to where we are now, the matches are a lot longer for the women's division. And yes. that's a credit to the fans that have pushed for it and the women that have put the work in. That's that we can't take anything away from all the ladies that have put the work in. I mean, I'm a proud girl dad. I got two daughters. One is 11, Aww. one is four. And they are diehard wrestling fans like me and my wife are. And it's great to expose them to the business now where they actually can have some positive role models and idols to look up to. And I think that's a huge leap and bounce from where we were before. If this was the attitude error, I would not be showing my daughters anything that women in wrestling were doing. Yes, I I agree completely with you on that. I um, The women's wrestling has obviously changed so much with the Charlotte Flairs and the Sasha Banks really breaking the stigma with women's wrestling, like how I'm breaking the stigma with women in cars. And yeah, the Attitude Era was, you know, obviously a lot of TNA and pillow fights, things like that. But I mean, even though Gail Kim was in that era and that time, she still kicked ass when she did have opportunities in the ring to wrestle. No, women were not main eventing like they are now, but she still kicked ass and they had some pretty amazing matches. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm working with jazz, women like that. So yes, just to have these little girls have some women to look up to like I did, it you know, to show that they can do anything they want to do in life. You know, you want to drive a classic car and change your own oil. You want to be a professional wrestler, a model, a bartender, you know, anything like it's, I mean, I'm a former EMT um, as well. So yeah, that's really great. I'm happy to know that, you know, your little girls have, you know, women out there, even in the professional wrestling scene to now look up to. So I'm going to second that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And let's touch on the EMT stuff for a minute, because that's a hard job. That's a lot of long hours. That's seeing a lot of craziness. And um, kudos to you because that's not an easy thing to do. I've always thought about it, but then, I mean, I love blood and guts as much as the next guy. I'm a horror movie fanatic. But in a movie, in real life, it's two very different extremes. I got oh, yeah. EMTs. I have a cousin who's an EMT, and, and sometimes they have some pretty funny calls. Is there ever uh, yeah. Is it, you ever, do you have a story from your EMT days, something funny that kind of happened where somebody kind of got something stuck where they might have not should have been able to or, you know, uh, like that? <laughs> Oh, man. So the partners, the firemen I used to work with, my partners had stories out the flazoo of just craziness. Um, yeah, we worked long hours, you know, 24-hour shifts. I worked 36-hour shifts, no sleep, um, running calls back and forth. Man, something funny geez uh so there is a story of a call that i was not on okay. but i know a buddy told me about it was um sun city uh where i'm from out in uh hilton head island south carolina so it's right off hilton head bluffton area so sun city is where like a lot of the retirement people live really nice houses so if you're a swinger you put a pineapple on your door have you ever heard of that i i have heard tidbits of it but it doesn't happen where i'm from but i have heard about it yes so in Sun City, they were doing a swingers party. Yeah, and I guess. So, anyways, the fireman got called for a heart attack. The fireman walked to the front door for the heart attack, and it's a bunch of naked old people. Straight up honest, they were like, they were all naked in there, and there was a bunch of them. And I was like, wow. And it's for, you know, somebody was having chest pain. So, uh, you know. They called the, the medics, and upon arrival, we got, like, eight naked old people together in a room. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for, like, a funny story, like you said, something like that, like, yeah, they, they get their phone calls, I'm sure. Absolutely. That, that's a story that would stick out. That would be ingrained in my memory. There's, there's a lot of things you wouldn't want to see that day that you unfortunately had to see that day. So, yes. I, yes. I completely understand. Now, I want to talk about um, uh, Empower Wrestling. You versus Lena, uh, Lena Lennox, if I'm saying it right. I hope I am. Lena Lennox, yes. Um, man, that match was dynamite. From bell to bell, it was absolutely fantastic. And it was great to see you be able to tell a story for a little bit longer because you're running impact, and we will get into the NXT run, but you're running impact. A lot of the matches, like I said, were shorter. A lot of the matches felt yes. a little bit like squash matches because it was just meant to, to be put them over. And we, I understand the business. I understand the way it goes. But this story was incredible. And that hammer lock reversal into the head scissor lock, I, I don't know how you did that. I have no idea <laughs> how you pulled that off. I had to rewatch <laughs> that sequence at least four times. I'm like, I, I don't know how she you, – you twisted your body in ways 
that a human body should not be able to twist. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. You just roll. So if someone has me in a hammer lock, we're standing up. I'll grab the back of their head and I'll start to squat myself down, pull them down to the ground with me. And now if we're both on the ground, I can then roll over to my shoulder, hook them with my legs, head scissor them down, and then they have to let go of the hammer lock. Right. But it just, it, like, you're a lot more flexible than I am, Amber, and that's because you've had training and you eat right and you do all the things. <laughs> a guy my size, I wouldn't be able to do, I get cramps all over. So <laughs> pulling that yeah. off. Yeah. Well, but, thank you. I appreciate that. And then the Nova driver for the win. And I love the Nova driver. The Nova driver is a great finisher. It is something that reflects you and who you are. And, but I think you and Lena brought the best out in each other that night. Would you agree that she's probably one of your favorite opponents that you've had to date? Absolutely. I really enjoyed working with her. She was great to work with. Um, she was tough as hell in the ring. And uh, we were actually like, I think opening match. I think we were the first match that night so we really set the tone for the show and yeah she she was she's a tough cookie like we did a lot of we pulled off a lot of good stuff in the ring i thought and it, it worked great well you did and another great match is somebody who else i'm gonna have on the show a couple of weeks after you was a match uh with uh maddie maddie rakowski at hurricane yes that is one of my favorite matches i think one of my best matches maddie i'll tell you what maddie had only had a couple matches, like less than 10, I think she told me. Uh, don't quote me, but she was brand new. I think she had less than 10 matches under, under her belt. And I was like, all right, well, cool. No big deal. I'm going to hopefully teach you some things and you'll learn some some stuff. And it was pretty great. And now, you know, you see her. She's on AEW Dynamite, I think. Yep. She's Dark and all that stuff. And she's killing it. Oh, no, not Dynamite. Yes, sorry. AEW Dark. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. She's still AEW. She's still on AEW. She's getting her name out there. And that match was great. I, I loved the story that you guys told. I love the smack talk. I love the smack talk from her at the beginning of the match. I love the smack talk from you. And the crowd was very soft when you guys got out there. But as the match, the story was told and the story unfolded, the crowd got more behind both of you. And at the end of the match, again, another Nova driver for the win. And what can we say? It was a great story that was told. And you could always tell when, if that's the first time you've wrestled somebody, instant chemistry. I think you two had that instant in-ring yeah. chemistry. And you could just Thank you. Me. I think so too. Yeah, it was fluid and it was it was a great story told and I call it I call wrestling myself the ultimate dance. Cuz when you're in there, you're in there with that dance partner, there's no words, occasional smack talk but really no words and it's all about the story being told in the match and how mm -hmm. the match unfolds. And I think that story was fantastic and I think that match that match for me is one of my personal favorites. It is. It's one of my personal. Thank favorites. you. Is there, um, Thank you. Is there anything about that match that stands out to you? Pretty you much everything you said. We had instant chemistry. Um, I think we like really gave it our all, hard hitting everything. And uh, for being so young, and she was pretty inexperienced, uh, I she was great to work with. I mean, I think it was a good match. Absolutely, it was, and it's and it's kind of funny because you're now working with Jazz at that org at that uh, organization you mentioned, but she was also trained by jazz so yes that's uh that's kind of full circle situation right there right you you worked with one of jazz's trainees now you're working side by side and you mentioned women in that era where women weren't really respected we talked mm -hmm. about you know jazz we talked about gail kim we talked about all those but were there any other women that you looked up to for inspiration from that that time period oh yeah plenty plenty of women um for instance melina I was just working with her. She was, she's working with SWE as well. And yeah, just, I mean, Victoria, Lita, Trish, Medusa, Luna Vachon. Um, I mean, there's just so many women that I've watched growing up. Um, even with the Attitude Era, everything. I mean, Stephanie McMahon. Um, I just love everything she's been doing with the company for so long now. And yeah, it's been great. I mean, and that's, that's just a few names that I watched looking up to. Well, you mentioned Stephanie McMahon, so that's a perfect segue into the NXT side of stuff. So you were in NXT in 2018. You had a great singles match with Nikki Cross, and you were able to tag with Rebel against two of my favorite my favorite ladies in the business. Yes. And the pirate princess, Kari Sane. I absolutely love Kari Sane. I've loved her from the minute I saw her at the Mae Young Classic. She impressed me so much. So let's talk about the match with Nikki Cross, because Nikki Cross is somebody who's not the conventional wrestler. <laughs> She's not. 
She was one crazy badass. I'll tell you what, that was my debut match for NXT. Um, you know, I used to get my gear airbrushed and because um, like how I do like my own grease rags, I do these myself. But my gear, like I would get airbrushed by someone. It was faded. I mean, I, don't, I just was thrown in there. It was like an unexpected thing to get my debut, but it was great. I think I really gave her that tune up when I got in the ring with her. No, you know, obviously the... I didn't get the win, didn't get the victory, but I feel like I really kicked ass though. And yeah, that was, that was great. It was great working with her. And I'd known her previously on like, you know, from the Indies and stuff. Tagging with Rebel against Io Shirai and Kari Sane. Io Shirai, who is now like hands down, I think she's almost at Oscar's record or close to Oscar's record for the longest reigning NXT women's champion. Yes. That tag match, I was able to find that on the network, which was cool. And I was able to go back and watch it. And that tag match was awesome. It was really, really, really good. Before, Yeah, I mean, I got to work with two of the top women from Japan. You know, Shirai and Kairi Sane and tag with Rebel and Tanea Brooks. And, um, you know, I wish I, the match, I wish I would have got a little bit more in the match than I did. But it was, uh, it was pretty great still. And, and then I think they both hit the finisher on Rebel at the end. And that happened. So, fortunately, another loss. No big deal. <laughs> Not a big deal, but you know what? You've been with NXT and you've been with Impact, and it's two of the premier promotions in North America. There's also AEW. You had MLW to mix. Uh, the list can go on and on. Those are two of the top-tier promotions, though. Within, yeah, exactly. And I had only been in the wrestling world two years, and I already had two matches with NXT. Prior to that, the year before, um, I had a ton of matches with Impact Wrestling in 2017. And I only started wrestling in 2016, my first debut match. So, yeah, I mean, I was only in the business pretty short time. And I was getting opportunities to get more comfortable, get experience with these women. So, so I, I got to ask, um, both promotion, both promotions, like I said, they're top notch. The production value is fantastic. But which promotion, and it might be a loaded question, but which promotion would you say you garnered the most experience from in your time there? Oh, let me think about it. <laughs> I definitely learned so much um, with both companies. Absolutely would be welcome the opportunity to go back to either company and keep working with them. Um, I really just want to hop around. I want to get as much experience as I can everywhere I can. You know, I wrestled in other countries too. And I mean, my agents were just different. Like Gail Kim was my agent at Impact. And then I had um, Sarah Del Rey at uh NXT so I still have to learn from these veteran women just at different styles and and um different women I worked so it's really just the, ex- the experience both equal amazing opportunities and just different learning experiences with people so it was great both are great and I'm a, I'm a big Triple H guy I love Triple H Triple H is like my my all-time like I was a fan of him when he was terrorizing and I even was a fan of him when he came out with the curtsy and the old English stuff, I was through it all. Okay. I was loyal. Hunter Helmsley. Right? Absolutely. Hunter Hurst Helmsley with the curtsy right before the pedigree. When I was a kid he used to come out, I used to do the curtsy. I did in my privacy of my own home with nobody around. <laughs> but um, That's do, you great. Have any, do you have any, like, because I know triple H is very involved. He's there with the production. As soon as you come through the curtain, he's there giving you guidelines or suggestions. Any kind of advice that Triple H passed on you or any interactions with anybody else? Like you mentioned Stephanie McMahon. Did you have any interactions with her or Triple H? I have had uh, a good few talks with Steph and um, very polite. She's such, I mean, I just get like this parent vibe off of both of them, like a mom and pop, like, and it's just very great. Like even just working with them, being around them, they care about their talent. Triple H, very uh, brief, quick um, interactions. He's a very busy man. But uh, yeah, and now I'm, like I said, now that I'm working with SWV Theories TV tapings, you know, I got Teddy Long, I got Jazz, and hopefully more creativity to play on my character and everything I have going on. Right. And your character, predominantly everywhere you've wrestled so far, your character has been a face. You are a good girl. You are standing up for the people, all that kind of stuff. But is there anywhere you've been able to cut loose and play that heel side of things? My first debut match, I was a heel. I'll have you know, my first few matches, uh, my first few matches, my first few years, I was a heel. I came out with the wrench. I, you know, tuned people up. I choked them with the wrench. I cheat. Um, yeah, I was a heel for a few years, and I was told that I was a pretty good heel. And now I'm just like, you know, American muscle, baby face. 
But yes, uh, Impact Wrestling, my matches there. I was a heel with Allie, my debut TV match. I was a heel against Nikki Cross, if you guys don't remember as well. I so, didn't, but I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that feeling. I felt like the crowd was divided. And even during the Alley match, yeah. the crowd was a little divided. I didn't really get that. You weren't getting that heel heat. So yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm cheating using my wrench, I would get lots of heat. Um, and I have done that plenty of times in the indies shows against Rosemary. Um, one of my my I was like my twelfth match, maybe against Thea Trinidad um Zelina Vega mm -hmm. I was a heel against her so yeah those are some matches you guys can YouTube and check out me being a heel because I was pretty mean I think <laughs> but I, I, I do you so I, I always ask this question and I always get different answers from depending on who the talent is I'm speaking with do you do you like playing the heel or do you like playing the hero like what's what's what, what do you like playing more everybody has a little good and a little evil in them right so if I had to pull out a few tools in my box to try to win against these people with more experience, you know, I'd use the wrench. I'd do what I got to do. But yes, I, I like being your American muscle mechanic, your American girl. I like inspiring people. So there's that good side of me where it's just, maybe I'm just hard to hate, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, I like, I guess I do like being a superhero. I like being supernova. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think the, the face side suits you, but I do like, I do like when you do cut loose and you, and you play a heel. Cause I think you can have more creativity when you can cheat and you can do those things. Right. So right. I think the creativity is a little bit more on the heel side of things in my opinion. Gotcha. Gotcha. you you are right. Heels um, sometimes can have more fun than the baby faces and they can be real assholes about it. <laughs> Excuse my language. No, it's but good. for instance, uh, Lacey Evans is from the same town as me and up in Beaufort, South Carolina. So, you know, I got my grease rag gimmick. Um, I got, you know, I tune people up in the ring and I babyface it, but she, she pulls it out of her hanker and she throws it on them, wipes her armpits and then tosses it on them real nasty, like a heel. So yes, you're right. Sometimes heels can have the, you know, more creativity than a baby face is not going to wipe their armpits and throw it in their opponent's face. You know, we're trying to have a clean wrestling match, you know, who's proved to me that you're the better wrestler than me, you know? So out of all the promotions that you've wrestled with and all the knowledge that you've gained and all the places you've wrestled all over the world, and it's a hard question to ask, but everyone has a different place. I've interviewed Masha Slamovich, a great talent, up and coming talent from the New York area. Uh, she spent a lot of time in Japan, especially during this COVID time period. She's a Japan girl. She loves Japan. But then I've also spoken to other wrestlers who say they, they've gone to Puerto Rico and they've loved the experience in Puerto Rico, experience in Cuba, because every different place you wrestle has a different flavor and a different style when it comes to the fan base and how they run their shows. You've wrestled a lot of places. Where is one of your favorite places to wrestle? No, I have never wrestled oh. in Canada. Not yet. I was in talks with a few promotions, I think, prior to COVID. I would be happy to come and tune up Canada <laughs> COVID when COVID is behind us and we're safe to travel and restrictions kind of lift and we we figure yes. out what the new normal is going to be you have to come down here and you got to wrestle in the GTA you got to wrestle Mississauga you got to wrestle Destiny Wrestling you got to wrestle Barry Wrestling Ontario where I am has so many a fantastic scene here and the women here are top-notch we got girls that you know what? You might be the queen of the tune-ups. You might be able to come here and knock some heads in, but these girls will give it right back because Canadian girls, they don't fuck around and they hit 10 times harder. I can promise you that. 10 times harder than American muscle? I don't know about that. Like, I mean, we'll have to test out the American muscle to the Canadians, but we'll try it. All right. That's cool. The, 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 the <laughs> gauntlet has been thrown. So any female, any Canadian, awesome Canadian talent like Alexi Nicole, Jody Threat, Hit her up on the DM. Start telling her about the Canadian girls. She needs to know. She needs to know what <laughs> she's going to get here. All right. Let's bring it. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> so <laughs> in terms of the cars, because you've, 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 your dad's a mechanic and you know so much about automotive. So I know nothing. I know it needs gas and oil. And I don't do my own oil changes. Okay? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Electronics is my thing. Cars is not. I trust mechanics. To I can check. Cars. And I got like oil jugs. I got my tools. I got my station over here. <laughs> So what's, what's the one thing you love to do on the car? Like when you have to do work, is it 
brake jobs? Is it, uh, you know, something to do with the, the tires? I mean, I don't know much. Is it like engine work? What is the one thing you love to do when you have to do a little tune up on your car? Washing it, waxing it, making sure it looks clean and pretty, just like putting my makeup on, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, changing the oil, just maintenance, upkeep. Um, I like not having to fix things that break. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. And uh, it's, you know, engine's been rebuilt, restored. Um, my dad did that. And yeah, it's, it's my baby. It's my second 73 Nova. And um, yeah, I prefer not having to do anything on the car because that means it doesn't need anything. <laughs> true, that's true. And you use that. That's been in a couple of your promos, which you sent me. They are fantastic promos. I love everything that you do. You're such a Thank welcome you. and warm personality. And obviously you're very easy on the eyes and you can handle yourself in the ring. You are the total package. And, thank you. Um, and no, well, I, you don't need to thank me because it's the truth. I'm not kissing your butt. I'm being honest with you. And you can handle yourself in the ring and you make everything so seamless. This conversation has been fantastic. And that's what I say. I don't do, <laughs> I do conversations and we still have a bit of time left for sure. But your time in NXT, with all the knowledge that you were soaking up there, like you said, brief interactions with Triple H and stuff like that. Was there any, like a defining moment or memory that you remember about your time period in NXT that you, that you kind of carry with you? Because sometimes the smallest nugget of inspiration comes in the craziest places. So was there anything that somebody passed on to you, a little nugget of knowledge from your time in NXT or even in Impact when you were working with Gail Kim? Is there anything that, that, that somebody passed on to you? Even an interaction, a five-minute water cooler, you're at the cooler and all of a sudden William Regal walks over and he goes, hey, do this, this, and this, and that'll change things. Anything cool like that happen? Absolutely. Learning from, like I said, Sarah um, at NXT, getting to go, getting to step into the ring, roll around with everybody, learn from everyone. Same with, you know, the match with Yoshirai and Kyrie Singh, like getting into the ring, getting to talk and, watching people go over their entrances, inspiring me, just, I mean, I just observing every bit of detail that you possibly can, you know, the less that you talk, the more you learn, um, you know, learning from Norman Smiley. I mean, I had brief interactions there, like, you know, I've been working on trying to get a tryout so they can really see all of me. So, um, working on that COVID, I think slowed some things down, but I am pushing for that as well as, uh, yeah, like, like Gail Kim, that baby face fire she has, like just growing up watching her matches, um, giving learning critiques, you know, like uh, Matt Seidel's helped me, you know, backstage at Impact. And he gave me some um, advice on my, uh, my, so my tune up where I do the head scissors and I smash their head in the top turnbuckle. He's like, instead of doing it a couple times, let's just do it one big ass time. And that was a nice, that was a nice pointer out. And then I had people that helped me with little things that were like, you know what, footwork, uh, move, style. Yeah, just um, thinking back to a couple memories, I don't know, they're all just fluttering at the same exact time. <laughs> um, yeah, just, I mean, learning, just really just observing, lots of observing. Um, my trainer, Lindsay Dorado, who's now in the Lucha House Party, or has been currently for a while now, you know, he really taught me a lot. Um, and he's tough as hell in the ring, tough as hell. When he trains, he holds nothing back. It doesn't matter if you're a girl. And uh, I think that that's why you said, I think that really helps me with in my in-ring work, so. Why, it shouldn't matter if you're a girl. If you're there to train, you're gonna work. You're gonna, you're gonna take the bumps just like everybody else does because when you're in the ring and you do have to take those hard bumps, guess what? You'll be better yeah. prepared than somebody whose trainer may have taken it a little bit softer. Right, right. You know, it doesn't matter. This this industry now has been one of the first sports industries. And yes, it is sports entertainment, but it's still a sport industry. It's one of the first to say that, no, no, women aren't second place. We're going to put them right there. And it took a lot of women to knock down those doors, break through the walls, all that stuff. Before the interview right before yours that's going to be dropping is one I had with my favorite diva of all time, which is Maria Canales. I was able to sit down with her. We oh, talk. great. And she yeah. actually gave me an awesome quote. And the quote was about the divas like revolution or the evolution and, and how that real crop of divas really were pushing for more. Her, Michelle McCool, all of them were pushing, fighting for scratching for more. And um, she said, the first one through the wall gets the bloodiest. Oh. And, and she said, you know, if you look at me, 
I've got blood all over me because I was one of the first through the wall. But guess what? What do we have now? We have just as much equal time as men. We're main eventing. We're doing the things that we, we should have been able to do decades ago. Exactly. And, that's and with the Charlotte, now you have the Charlotte Flares, like I said, the Sasha Banks, all of them, um, which are who inspired me to pursue professional wrestling in the first place. Because I didn't think I could do it when I was younger. And when I was an EMT, I was like, oh, I probably can't do it. Not because I don't physically or mentally think I can. Um, but you have to know somebody or you have to look like, you know, China. <laughs> the size is a big thing. I'm obviously one of the smallest female competitors out there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But size, listen, size is, is only literally a stigma. If you can, right. we've seen some wrestlers who are four foot one go up against guys who are seven feet tall and knock them on their ass. So size is literally just a stigma. It is. Yep. So where does the love for pro wrestling come from? Because dad's a mechanic. You got the love for cars there. I get the <laughs> there. And you were an EMT and you had like, you know, your life was kind of set. And all of a sudden you decide, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the lead. Yeah. I'm going to become a pro wrestler. But where did the love for pro wrestling begin? And what made you decide, fuck it. Now's the time. Amber Nova's got to go. Got to do it now. So the same person that got me into classic cars, American Muscle, is dad. Dad took us to wrestling shows when, when me and my sister and my brother were little. I used to watch it. Like, I'm one of five kids, four girls and a boy. I'm the middle child. But I was the only one sitting on the couch always watching four, wrestling. Sorry, four girls? Four dogs? Huh? Four daughters. Yeah, my dad has four daughters and one boy. Oh, my God. Bless your heart, sir. I have two. <laughs> and some days it's a struggle for me. Bless your heart. You are an inspiration to fathers <laughs> everywhere. I, I applaud you, sir. I applaud you. I Thanks. Do. My dad, Ed, would really appreciate that. Uh, um, Ed, I applaud you, sir. I do. I, <laughs> four dollars. Yeah, That's so dad, point. yeah, four girls, one boy. I'm the middle child, and I was the troublemaker. <laughs> so, no, not you. I mean, what, what did you expect it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, watching wrestling with dad growing up, and then that's when I finally saw the Orlando performance center the young women training coming up the the bailey the sasha banks the carmella the charlotte and i was like wow i could i can really try and go for this and dad encouraged me all the way he goes well you better do it now not later and um so i my dad and my mom actually came down with me to orlando when i was 22 we checked out the dojo uh we met some people at a wrestling show and i said okay a bunch of girls and guys and sweaty guys and girls in a ring teaching what I need to know and if you don't and you can't I'll jump ship and go to the next school that will until I figure out who's going to train me the best and take care of me and um yeah I got to learn from a lot of different people amazing opportunities people I used to grow up watching Scott Hall you know Razor Ramon um just so many different people I got to learn from Soraya Knight Paige's mom um, you know, I did seminars with Kevin Sullivan, Marty Janetti. Like I just tried to learn from as many people as I could and I still do. And yeah, so that's what got me into pro wrestling. I, I moved with just a Nova and a dream. I didn't know anybody. I left my career job as an EMT back home, moved to Orlando, Florida, started training and just got as many opportunities as I could and I'm still going. So I'm hoping that I'll be on a, you know, get a full TV contract soon. You guys will see me, uh, you know, regularly on TV weekly, but we'll see when that all happen. With COVID, things are just crazy. No audience. It's just, yeah. So uh, how how actually has that been? Because you are obviously still working. You're working more steadily than, than others, for sure. And see, here in Canada, there's no shows. <clears throat> there's no shows. We, no. We don't have anything over here. Whereas in the States, things are opening up. You're at least allowed to wrestle in front of 50 people, sometimes 100, depending on the size of the venue and how they could space them out. Obviously, there have been, uh, been other situations where companies, a lot of indie companies are starting up YouTube pages and they're doing those kind of just matches in the ring. Have you wrestled with no crowd? And if you have, don't you miss that element? That's a hard element. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I have wrestled with no crowd even last summer during COVID. We had tiny shows of just 10 people spaced out. Um, but I've wrestled in front of no one and... You know, this coming Saturday, I'll be wrestling in Canton, Texas for SWE Fury's TV taping. And they're expecting a thousand people possibly, or it can hold up to a thousand people, but they're expecting, I mean, and when I wrestled them a few weeks ago and it was a few hundred, um, 
several hundred people. You know, everyone wears masks, um, social distance at your discretion. And, and I know like in certain states here, uh, like South Carolina, they did away with social distancing. Now it's just, you wear a mask. They, our restaurants, our gyms, a lot of things are open still because people are trying to live their life and survive because you have to work and survive. And then just doing our best to keep everyone safe and clean. Wow. We, uh, we are doing the same thing yet. Our government has its heads up his ass. We have, <laughs> no, we have no gyms open. I'm wearing a hat because I haven't had a haircut in months. Um, oh wow! Your uh, wife doesn't cut your hair. <laughs> she does, but she she, she actually hasn't it cut it in. A, she hasn't cut it in a few weeks, but she she does do the fade. But it's not it's not the fade. Not the barber. same, right? Right. It's not the same fade. It's not the same fade. I love my wife to death. I've loved. Oh. Her. We've been together for eighteen years, and she is an amazing wife, an amazing mother. An Congratulations! Amazing Thank you very much. Um, but I just sometimes you need your barber. Sometimes. No. Yes, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but we haven't been able to do anything. No shows. We in the summertime we did have parking lot shows. We had a social distance, all that stuff. But because right. it's a little bit colder up here, it's hard to have outdoor shows. Like you can't do that in minus twenty degree weather. And I'm not right. saying. Don't get me wrong. The stigma of Canada is not that we all live in igloos. We have houses and we have buildings. But you know, like a lot of people think, oh, you can't just wrestle in the winter. Well, it's only winter for four months out of the year in Ontario. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's not winter all the time, but uh, springtime is coming. When the time this drops, hopefully there'll be some shows, but yeah, we haven't had the ability to do any of that stuff. And it sucks because we see all the great things you guys are doing over there. Mask free. Texas is mask free. Like that's incredible, right? Thank and, you. Yes. And we can't do that. And that's a kudos to everything you guys are doing, but also you guys are getting the vaccine a lot faster. And that's a great thing. And um, so yes. when you're at the shows and you have those interactions with fans, obviously you have all the protocols are in place. Everyone takes temperature. Everyone does the screening at the doors. And if they want to come up and say hi to you and stuff like that, how do you approach those situations now? You still welcome them? Oh, yeah, I'll take a picture, mask on, of course, take the picture and say goodbye. Or yes, pretty much. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'll even shake hands with some people still, but I use hand sanitizer always right next to me. You know, I always have the alcohol spray or sanitizer right next to me. Uh, mostly I've been in, trying to encourage fans not to shake hands or extend handshake. Let's just wave at each other. Oh, Hey, what's up? Like, obviously this is the, I'd call it the Pocahontas wave. Oh. The Pocahontas wave. Hi. Hey, hi. Or you can do the what's elbow. Up? You can be like, Hey, what's up there? Boom. Yeah. Or I fist bump or you know, there's no need to really have to all be touching each other and social distance, wear the masks. So, I mean, I'm still getting to meet the fans and that's the best part. I mean, it really is. Absolutely. And, and I got to ask, because obviously without shows, there haven't been, it's not been a concession of shows. There's been breaks in between. Obviously you're doing everything you can to, to stay ring, stay in ring shape, to stay ring ready. Cause ring rust is a real thing. If you don't rest yes. for a while, People don't know that the bumps you can take the first time back after a few weeks, they could be killer. But oh yeah, are you, are you adding anything to your repertoire? Are you learning any level up moves that we could expect to see from you in the future? Are there are you adding stuff to your arsenal? Are you I like to call it the level up moment. It's are you a level up? Are you increasing your style? Um, so to answer your question, yes, I am always shifting gears. I you know, I'm always in the ring training, trying to learn new things. Um, I do hot yoga. I work out where I can. I get, um, you know, a lot of in-ring stuff. So, yes, to answer your question, I am constantly shifting gears, always trying to just keep learning and improving and never staying, um, you know, what would you call it? Just people get, stagnant. people get, com not staying stagnant or complacent. Complacent. That's the word I was saying. And I don't want to ever be complacent. Absolutely. So, um, you know, cars do a lot of great things. They take sharp turns. They go on tight corners. You can drift. You can do all these amazing things. And a lot of cars could take some serious air. So I guess because, you know, you went shifting gears, you went with the car reference. I have to go for the reference. When will we say Supernova take flight on a more regular basis? I've seen you do some stuff in matches, <laughs> but when will we see you take flight on a regular basis? Like that's what I'm talking about. When are we going to add those type of moves to your repertoire on a regular basis, not just surprise me, but make it something consistent. You know what I mean? So all my matches, they are consistent. They always have my signature move, the tune-up. Um, I have a Nova light suplex, my Nova driver, my wheelbarrow, or I do a springboard stunner. So um, yeah, I, I always put in my signature stuff. I've got a few submissions that I've been working on and trying out on my opponents in the ring. But I haven't um, 
come up with a few names for them. Like, I think I, I used to do the cattle mutilation. I call it the, the Nova lock because I have them locked in. Uh, what about yeah, American like, muscle? Why don't you call uh, one American muscle? Well, I have this leg scissors I do. I do a few different submissions. Um, I don't know. American muscle just doesn't seem like a real torque. You know, I'm, tor I'm really torquing my opponent or whatever. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I use the tune up, the Nova driver, my Nova like suplex. Uh, maybe I'll do a tire rotational. Uh, um, be your moonsault. Tire rotation is your moonsault. <laughs> I actually don't do a moonsault. Um, I, I mean, I'm small like a hundred pounds and half my posts are always bigger than me. So what's a moonsault really going to do to them? <laughs> that's true. Crossbody flash. Yeah, that's true. But that's what I was kind of. I do cross bodies. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, and, and you know what, but uh, always leveling up. That's the most important thing and never staying complacent. That's the most important thing. And I think you're doing that well. And if there is uh, two more questions, I think we'll wrap it up. If there is a young fan out there and you know, they look up to you, you're kind of the inspiration for them. What would be the one piece of advice? I mean, obviously you're only five years in yourself and you're learning every day. I learn every day. Everybody learn. You never stop learning. And if you do stop learning, there's no point in living because you should always learn and grow and evolve and change. So very positive. A, I agree. Thank you very much. You have a lot more you know, obviously learning to do as we all do in life. But if there's a young fan out there that wants to get in the business and they're looking for any kind of advice you would be willing to pass on from the knowledge you've gained, what would you say to them? So to any of my young, inspired fans out there, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for always getting geared up with me. Uh, you guys really give me the drive that I need to keep pushing through and continue, especially in crazy times in the world right now. So I just want to say thank you for giving me that drive and to pay back, to give you guys some drive. So um, I really, like, that's another signature thing, like we were talking about in the ring, I call it Nova Drive. You know, I hit like a hurricanrana, I hit something big and I yell Nova Drive, this is it, I'm coming, I'm coming back, fire, fire, fire. So that's what you need in life. You need fire, you need drive. And I don't mean just like, oh, I like something I'll do. You have to have real drive, real dedication and do your research, learn as much as you can. You know, the less you talk, the more you listen, the more you learn. I just want to tell you guys that I was just like that. I did, um, I did a 2015 Tough Enough video and I auditioned for Tough Enough. They aired it all over WWE program, Monday Night Raw, uh, pay-per-views. I even got an interview, but I didn't make the cut of the show, which I'm glad I didn't. Things happened in life for reasons. I learned so much more than having thrown that show where I knew nothing. So I used to think, things like that could never happen for people like me, right? As an EMT, I'm a small girl. I probably, you know, I don't know how hard it is to wrestle. I never, I never, you know, I did a little jujitsu or a little training here and there, but yeah, pro wrestling. I mean, I'm not China. Don't ever limit yourself to my Nova heads out there. Keep your Nova drive. Don't ever limit yourself. Don't ever tell yourself you can't do something because the, the, it's just unlimited potential. You're holding back. Don't hold back unlock that potential, keep that drive and go for it. I moved to Orlando with a Nova and a dream. I'm kicking ass everywhere. I've wrestled in other countries and yeah, I'm just, I'm just getting started. So always keep that drive. You guys, um, thank you for giving me my drive and yeah, just don't, don't doubt yourself. Don't talk negatively about yourself. Don't talk down to yourself, compliment yourself in the morning instead of going, Oh crap. My my hair looks terrible or, you know, people are always like putting themselves down. Give yourself compliments instead and appreciate the things you do have, not that what you don't. And you'll just see the change. Honestly, you can do anything you put your mind to. Absolutely. No good drive. <laughs> that is a no great, great piece of great piece of advice. And when I sat down with Mark Merrow, he actually gave me a really cool piece of advice, which was don't live in time, live in moments. There you Everything, go. Right. Power, the power of positivity. Since that interview, I've become a very positive person. Very good. Positive person. But um, living in time and living in moments. So I guess my final question is, uh, I've heard you tell this story on a couple different podcasts. So I'm hoping maybe you can tell it on mine. But there was a funny story that you had with Stephanie McMahon. A moment, if you will, with <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. As Before we shout out all your socials and we let everybody know where they can check you out online. Would you mind sharing that story with all the Straight Talk faithful? That's what we call Yes, it. absolutely. So straight talk wrestling. 
Um, yeah, I don't talk about it too much because you don't really see it. But if you look at the celebrity boss, celebrity undercover boss um, episode with Stephanie McMahon, that edition, I'm in the very end credits. I'm in the end credits standing at the performance center because I actually had a segment with Stephanie. We changed my oil in my old 73 Novos. Uh, four-door beat up and pulled it into my dojo she got underneath there and helped break my oil pan loose and like she did it all man she was in a disguise um it was just the craziest thing so I was on Stephanie McMahon's celebrity undercover boss that is how I got my new souped up Nova become supernova and got rid of the old one that was a little beat up <laughs> so when I tell you I'm really amber Nova supernova I've always had Nova's back home everything and uh yeah, Stephanie was just amazing. So we're changing my oil. We're in the dojo. I got my car pulled in. They were filming. I, I even actually had Eva Lease there. And Stephanie was a news reporter. She said she was a news reporter. Um, she had blonde wig, glasses, beautiful blue country dress that went all the way to the floor. Real quiet, shy. Oh, I don't know if I can get in the ring. I don't want to get hurt. I was like, just come on through the ropes. I got you. No one will hurt you. So she watches me and Eva Lease wrestle. So we wrestle, we do a bunch of fun things together. And then eventually me and Steph sit down and then we change the oil in my car. Well, the lights were off when I was wrestling. Once the lights flipped on and we're standing in front of my car, it hit me. It hit me like a light bulb. I was like, um, what am I looking at right now? What's actually going on guys? So, um, yeah, I, uh, I went up to the producer afterwards and I was like, Hey, is that Stephanie McMahon in a wig? And he goes, who's that? And I was like, don't play dumb. You're interviewing me for wrestling and you won't tell me what the name of the show is. And it's very, very sketchy what everyone's doing. I can kind of see what's going on. So um, I was the first person she filmed with actually okay. in Orlando. Nice. Um, Jake, Jake Atlas was the other person that was filmed. Um, so I had some tough competition with people's stories that were really like, you know, the little kids raising money and helping people um so i had some good tough competition um there was another guy wardlow he was on there his his segment was cut so wardlow and mine our segments were cut from air now they did tell me that just because um they cut the segments doesn't mean that the footage will never see the light of day so maybe one day we'll come out and we'll see it, when it who knows um, it's been a couple of years so i just talk about it now but um when it first came out i just kept it real quiet so yeah, they, they, they helped me get my new supernova. I got to spend some good quality time talking with Steph. And since then I've been getting more experience wrestling out of country, um, all over the States and hopefully working towards a tryout with them and future opportunities again. So, uh, yeah, that was, it was just so crazy. And, and, and I even told my friend that was helping me with the, with the taping. And I was like, Hey, you're going to think I'm crazy, but that's Stephanie McMahon in a wig. He's like, nope, you're definitely paranoid and crazy. I'm like, no, I'm not. I've met her before and I'm not stupid. <laughs> so they, I, like I said, I was the first person she filmed with. After me, they put a prosthetic nose on and they had to add more features to her. She's a very tall woman. She's a very tall woman too. When you see her in the ring next to Triple H and he's a pretty tall guy, tall guy himself. And she's like, yes, here. they're both, they're both tall powerful they're a power couple of wrestling 100. power couple power couple yeah and my final question because it's burned a hole in my pocket the nova is there it's right there have you ever cut it loose have you ever taken it out for a race have you ever oh yeah well i oh yeah it's, it's got a four barrel 355 430 over um i definitely open the four barrel like the barrels open and i i gas it and only down roads that are mostly empty or on the highway sometimes. <laughs> you know, we're not going to get a speeding ticket, even though, uh, I'll be honest, when I was an EMT and I was driving around in my Nova, I was speeding to work one day and I didn't know if he let me off the hook because he liked my car or he just liked that I was an EMT. I couldn't tell which one. <laughs> There's probably a little bit of both. Okay, she's got a badass car and she's saving lives. I can let this slide. I can, yeah, I can let this slide. I can let this slide. All right, Amber, this has been absolutely fantastic. I had a great conversation. I hope you did as well. Um, and before we go, please let the world know where they can find Nova. Before you do that, I do want to say one thing for me to you. Thank you. You're now officially a member of the straight talk family. Anytime you want to come back, we would love to have you again, 150%. And I know for sure that wherever you land, you are going to turn heads and tune up everywhere you go. And I can't wait to see you 
Thank you. In a bigger stage because you deserve that. You put the work I really in appreciate that. And you put the time in and you've tuned up as much as you can and you've leveled up as much as you can. So very soon you're going to be on our TVs on a weekly basis. And I, I know that. I know that. But that doesn't Thank mean you. you can't leave indie dates open for Canada. Even if you get signed, you have to come to Canada when the borders open. Because I would love here. to come to Canada. It's All on right. my bucket list. All right. I'm going to remember that. And when you do come to Canada, you're going to message me where and when so I can come to the show and I can see you in person. Absolutely. I absolutely will. It'll be, up, it'll be promoted, social media, everywhere. You'll see it. I'll make sure it's out there and you know about it. Absolutely. Wonderful. All right. Let, the one, let everyone out there know where they can find you on the wonderful world of social media. Yes, Nova Heads. If you're not familiar with me, check up, check out some of my matches on YouTube, Amber Nova. Go follow me on my social media, Amber Nova 73, because of the 73 Nova. Uh, Twitter, Amber Nova 73, as well as uh, Facebook. And um, yeah, so hey, Nova Heads, this, is, uh, this has been great. Make sure you tune in to Straight Talk Wrestling for a tune-up. <laughs> and you can get geared up with me as well. I have signature grease rags, autographed photos, posters. You can just DM or slash, um, send me an email, to inquiries. That's how that works. And yeah, thanks for uh, gearing up with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time today. And before I go, just to shout out my socials real quick, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Twitter, Straight Talk Wrestling at Instagram and on Facebook, and Straight Talk Wrestling on YouTube, where you're going to see this interview drop. We get a tune-up. So it's going to be awesome. So Amber, thank, thank you so much and stay safe. And I can't wait to see what's next for you because I know it's going to be absolutely incredible. You too. Thank you so much for your support. It really just makes me feel good knowing that I'm still on the right path. What I'm doing is working. It's good. I'm getting my, my whole character identity gimmick out there. I'm breaking stigmas and breaking down walls. And uh, hopefully I'll just be on TV more and more to let people know who I am. Absolutely. And we can't wait for that day. We cannot wait. Thank for you. So that's it for me for this week, guys. As always, follow the socials. Make sure you tune in so you can see who's next week's guest is going to be. And peace, love, and wrestling. Talk to you guys next awesome. time. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my league. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Any with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.